The Puritan's Guide to Fall Songs Guide. The old folk have gone away. <clears throat> the foreigners do not uh, like to live there. Tonight's song is... September 23rd, 1985 on This Nation's Saving Grace. Um, the video has, I believe, Lee, Lee Bowery in it. Yeah, it does. So I've been thinking of this period as the uh, the Michael Clark Lee Bowery era instead of the Bricks era. It just, it's just because it seems like <laughs> Michael Clark and Lee Bowery have something to do in like everything visual or some sort of around this time period. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, so I, ne- I definitely know Lee Barry's in the video for this. And then there's, they use clips of the same video for another song from around this time period. I'm trying to remember what it is, but it's another one off destinations, uh, saving grace. Um, so I don't have a ton of stuff on here. The main thing that I thought was pretty funny was the um, explanation on uh, the annotated fall about uh, apparently in Brix's book, she says that uh, Mark and she, she and Mark were on a cruise for her grandparents' 50th anniversary. And like all the different places had like different names within the ship with on the on the ship like the different rooms had different names and the library was called cruiser's creek right (laughs) (laughs) and apparently that's where mark spent a lot of time uh and the cruise reminded him of working on the docks and his fascination with office parties um (laughs) and so (laughs) mes in an interview and bricks uh Sorry, MES and Bricks in an interview say the song is about an office party that may or may not have ended in disaster because someone left the gas on, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Hence the, hence the first uh, lines of the song, you know, what may have happened or whatever it is. We do not know. We only have this announcement or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't, I haven't looked at him in a while. What really went on, my... on there? We only have this excerpt. That is it. Thank you. Yeah. I don't, Jesus, uh, my my version of it's really bad. Um, <laughs> I had him. I had him on. Uh, they were. Oh, here it is. All right. I thought I thought I had it on my phone, but then I didn't have my phone open. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, I don't even know what to say about this song. This um, one, yeah, there's like a huge thing on like um, another fall message board where some guy gets really deep into figuring out what what cruise ship they were on and where it left from and like really like de- oh, really? real heavy detective work this guy did figuring <laughs> out like, you know, exactly what ship it was and figuring out when it left from LA and stuff. It's like, well, who are you, dude? It's the, like, same guy, go- it's the same guy who figured out the day when 
Ice Cube had a good day. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like, please just go, you know, uh, go, right. apply this somewhere else, you know, like s- cure cancer with this or something. It's amazing. Shouldn't you do something better with your life? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, the, I thought that was, I mean, I, th- I think that's really interesting. Um, I think it's pretty funny about like the whole, uh, workplace disaster like an office party yeah Um, i mean i'm not an office party kind of person so i kind of hate office parties so (laughs) i can understand how uh, you know but um i think i think one of the things that i really well i know one of the things that i thought was pretty funny was like there were so many mentions of like specific booze and cigarettes yeah throughout the song uh which i thought was pretty great um, as well as boater hats, which I always think, which I'm guessing are the, uh, they're like the kind of wicker ones, right? Yeah, the straw hats. Uh, like, I, I gotta like go the, kick uh, a cat's ass. Yeah, Hold on. please do. Gotta kick a cat's ass. Yeah! Fuck! Dude! What are you doing? Sorry. Okay. Sorry. He was he was about to kill a painting. <laughs> I'll cut that part out. Anyway, lots of so I'm guessing it's the weird uh, straw boater hats. Yeah. Right? If you ever saw the uh, the look of love, the ABC video. Right. Like, right. They're all wearing those. The band. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, do you think that's some sort of weird mark thing about ABC? Oh, I don't know. Uh, no, what what year did this one come out again? This was 85? Uh, 85, yeah. yeah 80, no, so ABC's record was like a couple years before that, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, he he mentions the Red Wedge in ZTT. Yeah, I wonder, like, is the Red Wedge, I mean, is he referring to the, uh, what was it, the anti, help me out here. What is uh, Red Wedge was, I believe, um, was the communist party right uh, sort of the, trying to defeat the labor party with like billy bragg and the jam and those guys yeah yeah, yeah. B- billy bragg and paul willer yeah so but it's also like the the symbol for for bass ale is a, oh, right. a red triangle so you know hey oh uh, double meaning marky smith wow mark mark's crazy like that yeah oh i didn't even th- yeah i didn't even think about that um no that that makes complete sense as to why he would uh, bring that up, because yeah. I was—I just thought it was really weird because he was calling out the red wedge. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it what? might be—he might be making fun of those guys too. I don't know that he necessarily got along with any of those that crew. Yeah, I can't imagine he probably did. I don't know, but ZTT—they were they—they they weren't part of like the communist part, were they? No, that, that was like that was the like, the label that Trevor Horn started with Paul Morley, who yeah. was a critic. For the NME, I think, and must have known, must have, you know, 
covered the fall in some degree. So maybe there was some, you know, mm. my, 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 my running theory about it is that it's just sort of like making fun of these musicians sort of getting above their, or people getting above their station in a weird way. Where it's like, shouldn't you guys just be making records and not doing all this political shit? And, you know, shouldn't you just be writing about music and not trying to start a record label that puts mm-hmm. out records by what, 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 what ZTT would have put out by that point, like Art of Noise and the Buggles or something? That's what I was trying to figure out. Like, if it was Trevor Horn, they probably would have put out the Buggles, right? Yeah. And I'm guessing yeah, probably Art of Noise. So, yeah, I don't know who else they would have done, though. Well, I mean, Ashley, if we want to bring this back to our theory about ABC... You know, Trevor Horn did produce the first ABC album, so yeah. we might be we might have uncovered something here. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, hold on. I'm just trying. To... Oh, they did like Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just know, like, uh, when I first heard about them is when they put out like 808 States' first few records, and then um, Seal was on the label for a brief minute yeah. when he was like super popular. Huh. Well, uh, it doesn't look like ABC was on there. No, in the but 80s. but he did. I know Trevor but, Horn produced their first record, so okay, yeah, okay. I'm still holding. Oh, I'm holding strong to this this theory that he's making fun of the look of love video. <laughs> Good, well, that would make sense with that <laughs> idea of like, you know, of looking like. Wearing boater hats, yeah, gay kids. Uh, (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So um, I I just always thought I I thought that was an interesting thing, especially and then like all the Benson and Hedges or whatever it was, like yeah, B and H cartons and yeah, Bianco. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I don't know. So yeah, there's kind of this weird combo of bougie and left-wing signifiers of society, uh, at least for the the red wedge, you know, ZTT boater hats. Yeah. You know. um, and Mark, of course, complaining about both. Uh, <laughs> just because you know that definitely seems like that, that definitely seems like where Mark wants to be sometimes. I think. Yeah. Well, all the time, at least lyrically, I think so. Now, I, I, you said something before about thinking of this as the as the Lee Bowery, Michael Clark era rather than the Bricks era, and I, I wonder if is, is there a contingent of Fall fans that like dismiss the period that Bricks was in the band because the, he they she made them a little more accessible. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there is, as far as I could tell, there are people who were probably involved in the first bit. You know, yeah, um, and it, and that tends to be what people are. You know, people are uh, people think the greatest is the first one you hear, or something like that, right? And, um, so if somebody first hears the first few Fall albums, those first five or so, um, then yeah, that the the, con- the consensus seems to be that people are like, oh, Bricks came in and made them all pop stars and stuff like that, but. Right. Um, <laughs> But I, I just think of I was just thinking of it like that because it just seems like um, I mean one that's the the weird Yoko Onoization I guess of bricks which right. you know is just kind of bullshit and two it really does seem like Michael Clark and Lee Bowery had something to do with them visually for like a year or two there oh absolutely 
And I think even like in the big midweek, uh, what's his face's uh, bass player? Can't remember. Harley? No. Paul Hanley? Han- Hanley. Steve Hanley? Is it Steve that's the bass player? <laughs> Listen to us. Aren't we like the biggest fall fans in the world? Can't remember the damn bass player's name. I know. <laughs> well, the problem is that I can't look it up either on my iPad. It was Steve uh, Hanley. Yeah, okay. Because I'm using my iPad to, to record this, and I have no idea if it's going to cause any problems. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yay for us, the actual huge fall fans. Uh, I'll cut that out and make us look better, or just forget about it, and we'll just leave that in. So, uh, there was something in the book you were talking about? Oh, just that he was even saying, like, not in a bad way, but just like, you know, they were constantly kind of doing stuff with Lee Bowery and Michael Clark there for a bit. Right. Like it was about a year or two and it was all around this time period because of, you know, the, the musical and then like a couple of videos that had to do with that. Um, well, I guess it was a little later that they did Curious Orange as an album, right? Yeah, because so, it was the, the ballet that they did in... 88 yeah yeah that's what i meant by musical sorry musical that's fine no it's it's all the same (laughs) uh sorry anyway so yeah that's yeah yeah exactly so it's a little later than that but at least they started getting at least lee bowery was in with this video around this time and so it would have been probably later in 85 you know right um who knows how long it took mark to write the the, uh the ballet so um so yeah i don't know i i just i've been thinking of this period as that rather than the bricks period just because oh sure i i I find like i said i I find it like weirdly sexist in a way oh absolutely Uh, yeah and so i I just am trying not to give into that so uh yeah so i think that's why i've been i've been thinking of it as that but it's really only been like the last you know well whenever we decided to do cruiser's creek so <laughs> <laughs> which man could be seems like about three years ago yeah it could have been it, you know it, yeah it could have been three years ago yeah. <laughs> uh time's moving a bit slowly nowadays um <laughs> uh so yeah i don't know i've always really liked the like the hook to this song oh like yeah the, the guitar hook and i love that it stops and starts i really like that idea like i think that's a really great addition to the song and i think if it didn't have those starts and stops it wouldn't be the same song much like adding in the weirdness to uh paintwork you know right I mean, paintwork isn't the same song uh if you don't have that stuff um <laughs> so um yeah so i've just i've just always liked this song as a whole um i will say one thing is that um for years before i decided to look up what the lyrics were and stuff uh because sorry sometimes i just don't understand mark (laughs) and you know to anyone who does understand mark all the time uh sorry (laughs) you probably couldn't understand half the people i grew up with in kansas so you know i I feel your pain um but uh but i just always thought of cruisers creek was probably like about um i think of like cruising as like going out for sex or like meeting for sex you know what i mean oh sure gay sex or other sex or whatever so i always thought of it like as 
<laughs> about some spot in the woods where people would look for sex, you know, go cruising, um, which wow. is totally not what the song is about. But I, that's how I had always thought of the title. I have no idea what that means, See, except I, exposes me for being a weirdo. It's <laughs> <laughs> just way too informed by weird Al Pacino movies. Uh, you know, or something like that. Yeah, I know. No, well, I guess. <laughs> when, I, when I heard it, like the way I understood cruising for the longest time was just to be like sort of an American graffiti type thing that I used to do with friends back on the coast where you just oh, like cruise up and yeah. down the, the main drag in, in Long Beach in a car. And like, that's what you oh, did yeah. to like, you know, see your friends hanging around on the weekends and shit like that. So, you know, I, I associated with that until I started paying attention to the lyrics and I'm like, wait, that does not track at all. <laughs> well, so I used to cruise too. So, you know, I'm from a small town as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah cruising, right. cruising was, uh, was definitely like that. And actually there's a band called the embarrassment, you know, the embarrassment. Oh Yeah. So like they're one of their first like kind of regional hits, which is now like one of their big hits or most well known songs. It's called Sex Drive. It's all about going cruising, uh, but they made it into like a they they punned it as Sex Drive. You know, I'm going on a sex drive, <laughs> right? Which is you know anyway. I I love the embarrassment, so I think I I like that double entendre as it were. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, but, um, no, that makes sense. And but I, the other thing is like the whole cruising, cruising, cruisers Creek, uh, never, never panned out either. So like <laughs> after, you know, like with the lyrics I could understand, I'd be like, that's not what that's about. So, right. um, <laughs> so yeah, like it was just one of those mini fall songs where I had no clue about what it actually meant. Yeah. <laughs> And just kind of went with it. Um, yeah, because, uh, you know, I don't know about your fall fandom. Like, when I first started listening to him, it was, like, the more accessible stuff that I was getting into. And I didn't really pay too much attention to the lyrics. But I could connect with it just as feeling like a pop song, you know? Like, the, this one mm -hmm. played in the realm of, like, verses and choruses. And the stopping and starting almost felt like, you know, oh, here's a bridge section and stuff. So it felt more regimented than maybe the earlier stuff did, which felt a little more just stuck on the repetition yeah no that's a good point um and i and i agree and i i do think that this stuff is probably a little uh, a little lighter on the whole you know word like being interested more in words than music yeah I think, you know um which is probably partially bricks is doing i would say oh sure i'm guessing uh but yeah so so i'm not quite sure um yeah, I, I, I think I agree. Um, I, I just think that uh, a lot of this stuff around this time was, I think I was also trying to um, put more meaning into it sometimes than others. I don't know. It all depends on the song, really. Okay. Like, um, I think especially with this song, like, <laughs> I think this song, I just wasn't, I was just always confused by whatever words I could pick out, you know? <laughs> It's like them and stereo. I was listening to uh, what is it, 3D Melody by Stereo Lab today yeah. while I was walking around. And it has that this sort of chorus that's like, um, oh god damn it, what is it? It's like the meaning of existence can't be 
can't be something by religion and ideology. But the way that she says it just doesn't make any sense to what yeah. I've heard for years. And even reading it while she sings along, I'm like, that still doesn't. It, I don't understand how she, how they were able to break up the words like that. Yeah, and so, um, so yeah, having having that sort of Marky Smith thing where <clears throat> he's adding an uh at the end of like every sentence, like as an exclamation point, basically, mm-hmm. you know, and so, uh, so yeah, yeah, and he, and he's just talking. All you can hear is Cruisers Creek, yeah. <laughs> cruisers, cruisers! And he's like, "What the, what the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. I, yeah. So that's about all I've got on this one. I don't really have much on this one. Um, I really, but yeah, like I said, I've always liked this song a lot. Same. I think it's a great yeah. song. I don't think there's any thing that can be, you know, I don't, I don't know how you could hate this song. It would be kind of strange to me. Oh yeah, I I think like anyone turning their back on this song or this air of the band is really missing out on something. Agreed. Uh, I think they're missing out on cigarettes and boater hats. (laughs) (laughs) And Al Pacino movies. Yes. 